0: So when did you come across your first symptom and, you know, what was in your mind and, you know, when did you feel like there's something really wrong with you?
1: So for me, um, I think the whole thing started a few months uh, before November 2018 when I got married. Um, because I was getting married, um, I was working out really hard to get into shape, Right. And alongside all of that, I was also juggling a job that's actually, you know, extremely, extremely stressful and demands a lot of me. Um, so I never really ha- used to have the energy to work out in the morning, right? Um, and as a result of that, I started taking a lot of stuff that I shouldn't have. So for example, I was taking pre-workout on an empty stomach in the morning, right? I would survive the whole day on black coffee. Um, I was taking fat burners as well. Uh, apart and aside from that, there was other stuff uh, as well, Right. So that led to a lot of complications um, to the point where a few weeks before uh, the wedding, I had to get an endoscopy done. Mm-hmm. And um, they found out that there was a peptic ulcer inside, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, I had to stop everything. Now, imagine imagine the kind of, uh, you know, stress that I was under, right? So there was work, um, there was my wedding, and then there was this happening. So that was actually when it all started. Um, of course, it, it you know, uh, a lot of it subsided with, um, you know, very strict control in my my uh, diet and, and medication and all of that. Um, but as soon as I entered my honeymoon phase, right, um, after the wedding, um, things started to deteriorate uh, again. And um, that's when I sort of decided that I, I needed to make certain permanent lifestyle changes um, and I needed help doing that, right? Um, I honestly wasn't able to do any of the stuff that needed to be done on my own uh, simply because I never really had the mental bandwidth to to sort of uh, focus on doing those things right so for example um, not binge drinking or not smoking or eating the right kind of food right i I because uh, you know my job and I'm sure other jobs are stressful as well but I've always sort of uh, struggled to to uh, uh, except how stressful uh, you know my job is right so so that's taken a toll on me um, all throughout uh, in my working career and because of that right I I never really had the bandwidth to focus on doing the things that needed to be done mm-hmm. right and and therefore I I decided that that's when I needed uh, help yeah. so yeah
0: so it must have been really probably almost like an empowering moment for you to realize that you know i think this is the moment that i really need help and there's something more that i need to do for my body at this point than i am doing and that's probably going to change the way the trajectory of my body is going to be for the next few years
1: um yeah so so that's actually true and 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 um to be fair you know a lot of people actually come to this realization when they're at their lowest right Uh, and that's exactly what what happened with me i mean um, once the honeymoon phase was over uh, I realized that I'd put on weight. Um, I realized that my my issues weren't really going away. And there was other stuff happening as well, right? Other complications setting in as well on account of the kind of lifestyle that I had and the stress that I was experiencing and the anxiety that I was experiencing, experiencing right? I've always had that that history uh, of, of not being able to handle stress very well. I've, 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 I've had a history with anxiety as well, right? So I was at my lowest uh, when I decided that there you know I had to do something to to change all of that and 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 I think that is how it is for most people right they come to the realization that realization only um, when uh, you know things are quite bad right um so so that was for me uh, that that point
0: So it's really brave of you to be able to you know put that forward because I think One of the things that I've realized in work also is that uh, having the courage to finally be able to admit this to yourself is probably the most important piece of the entire process. So, you know, that is the moment which you say is that turning point for a lot of people. And I think that's exactly what we're talking about. So when probably you were saying that, you know, that was a moment that there was the lowest point of realization, would you say that it was almost like a tipping point for you?
1: Absolutely it was absolutely and and uh, just to go back to something that you you mentioned right uh, up until that point, I was sort of living in denial um I refused to accept the fact that that my drinking was a problem, that my unhealthy eating habits were a were a problem and all of this put together was, uh you know the cause behind a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that I was experiencing right mm-hmm. So it was a tipping point of sorts. I think by that by that point I was I, I knew that I had to make certain radical choices and I knew that I was sort of willing to put in the effort mm-hmm. necessary to 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 make those changes as long as I had proper guidance and support uh, you, you know from somebody who knew what they were doing mm-hmm. right so so that that for me yes was definitely the tipping point.
0: So, what were the symptoms at that time that kind of, you know, put you to a point where you felt like, okay, I really need help, you know, how how did it turn out for you and how did, you know, that make you feel about the situation that you were in?
1: Um, so, in terms of symptoms, there was obviously quite a lot, right? Like, uh, when it comes to, you know, sort of anxiety and stress and all these things, right, uh, my my first response to anything is is you know it, it, at, at least at that point in time it had become panic, right? Uh, the minute something was suggested which was outside my comfort zone comfort zone, right, um, there'd be panic, there'd be blind panic, right. So that that was one. Um, the, the other stuff was also uh, you know the, the symptoms that I was experiencing on account of drinking and smoking. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, I was unfit to the point where I couldn't run on the treadmill for, you know, a, a long time. Right. Um, climbing stairs had become a bit of a problem as mm-hmm. well and and this was happening to somebody who used to work out like crazy just a few months you know back so 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 all of that was happening and then the reflux was also quite problematic the physical symptoms of of reflux were extremely uh, uncomfortable to the point where i couldn't sleep um i got relief only if i slept on one side um i i i you know there was there was this feeling at the back of my throat that i that i you know there was something stuck there that i wanted to throw up Uh, you know there'd be possibly bile rising I, I don't know right uh, but all of this was extremely extremely uncomfortable um, it's not really an easy thing to live with at, at, at this uh, you know I mean that's what I was thinking back then you know that that um, I shouldn't be having all these things at this age right um, so yeah the symptoms were quite bad um, what also complicated all of this was the other stuff right the stress anxiety worry um, the smoking, drinking, all these things, right? So, so yeah, the symptoms were extremely uncomfortable.
0: So, um, you know, I hear you say that obviously the symptoms really took a lot out of you at that point and it must have been definitely, you know, hard for you to go through that um, process of, you know, dealing with them as well what do you think was one of the major contributors out of the many other factors that you just mentioned right now that you think really worsened your symptoms was it the anxiety was it the lifestyle what do you think it was
1: i think it's two key things one is the anxiety and as a result of the anxiety the lifestyle right so so uh Because I did not really have any kind of mental bandwidth left right after dealing with my anxiety, I wasn't able to focus on the things that I needed to do on the lifestyle front. Right. Um, So I think it's a combination of these two things. The anxiety, I sort of somewhere always knew that once I did something to manage my stress and my anxiety a little better, I'd automatically find the bandwidth to focus on, let's say, not binge drinking or not smoking or eating the right kind of food, right? Um, So for me, it was these two primary things that that really, I think, mattered a lot. So, yeah.
0: Okay. And, you know, while obviously you went through the whole journey of understanding that, you know, there's something wrong with you. And then there were these factors that were also playing in your life at that time. Essentially, when you look back, do you think like the diagnosis of maybe say, you'd say like a GERD or, you know, several other small, small kind of tertiary issues that that also created? Was that diagnosis a journey which was frustrating to get to? Or was it dealing with the symptoms and then having to kind of be in that process and be patient to get better? That was... Harder on you.
1: I think the 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 process of it was the hardest part. Uh, in all honesty, uh, I mean uh, the the diagnosis was simple, right? You you go to a doctor, they'll tell you what's wrong with you, and they'll give you medication, right? Uh, the symptoms will go away with the medication, right? But if you're not really you know uh, targeting the the underlying issue, right, uh, then that becomes then that becomes a bit of a uh, you know a, a challenge, right? What I'm trying to say is, um, you know, medicines are the easy part, right? Mm-hmm. Lifestyle changes that typically take longer, that typically take a lot more effort, right? Especially if you're used to a certain kind of lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? That's that's the hardest part, right? And that for me was was frustrating, right? Um, getting better with medication and then getting worse, Mm -hmm. and then going on that journey of trying to fix it with lifestyle changes, that was incredibly frustrating. Um, There were times when I wanted to give up, Mm -hmm. um, given to my, you know, acha. I'll go and have a beer today or, you know, I'll go and have some whiskey today and, you know, stuff like that, right? So it was extremely challenging, right? And it's not just about the drinking and the smoking, right? It's also about simple things like not having spicy food or not having sweets, right? Now, I come from a Gujarati family. So not not having... uh. I don't know not having sweets at the end of a meal is something that I'm just not used to. Mm-hmm. I was extremely resistant to it initially but of course by the time I had I had decided that I needed help you know that the the lowest low that I I just spoke about right I I think in my head I knew that I had to put in that kind of effort right as as frustrating as it would be mm-hmm. I knew that I had to do it because if I didn't do it now then it was going to be a big big problem uh, going forward. Mm-hmm. So so yeah
0: so that obviously became harder for you when you, you know, kind of got on the elimination plan where you had to be really, really vigilant about and mindful about the choices that you were making as a part of the process of healing. Um, you mentioned that, you know, it was really difficult at the start for you to stick through. What was that one thing that still kept you going?
1: So I'll be honest with you. Uh, the the elimination plan was, I think, that phase was the toughest phase in in my journey, um, and I'll give you a simple example, right? Um, my my ritual my morning ritual is to wake up and make black coffee mm-hmm. and sit in peace and play chess I was no longer allowed to do that on an empty stomach right so that was the first thing that was out of the window mm-hmm. like I said I come from a Gujarati family so buttermilk is a very very you know big part of all our meals right mm-hmm. I had to um, you know cut that out of my diet as well so it's these small small things which mm-hmm. were uh, which I had taken for granted which were an integral part of who I am mm-hmm. um and I just all of a sudden had to make, you know, a decision, like I had to stop completely. So that elimination uh, phase was the toughest phase. Also, the the other thing is in terms of educating um, the people that I live with, right? So, uh, for example, trying to make my parents understand why I'm doing certain things, right? And and why I shouldn't be having buttermilk, right? Or why I should be switching from wheat to joar and bajra, right? And then dragging the whole family along because it's not really you know it's 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 it's, it's not feasible to have two separate meals prepared for mm-hmm. you know um prepared in one family right um so that was a bit of a learning uh phase for my family as well um so yeah it was quite challenging it took a long time to get used to it took a long time to educate people about why certain things needed to be done but at the end of it um Like right now when I look back, right, there are certain things uh, that I think we've just adopted for good now, Mm -hmm. right? So for example, switching from regular poha to red rice poha, Mm -hmm. right? Switching from wheat to jawar and bajra. So we don't have roti anymore at all, Mm -hmm. right? Um, We've cut out, we still have bread, right? But we've practically cut it out of our, like 80, 90%, we've cut it out. Mm -hmm. We have it, but it's it's not as frequent as it used to be, Mm -hmm. right? also you know i find that my family is a lot more receptive to uh gluten-free alternatives now right um again i like i said i come from a gujarati family right so to to convince somebody to buy a gluten-free bread Mm -hmm. when the alternative is significantly cheaper it took some education some amount of education so it was all these factors put together right um that caused a lot of stress when i started my journey mm-hmm. um but i think i think a lot of people like like everyone in the family has pretty much come around now uh, we've made certain certain um uh, decisions certain choices now that we've stuck to thankfully so that's where we are
0: mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so you know bringing the family together for them to be able to support you I think I is has definitely been an important part of this process for you as well, because, you know, you can't you can't run the army alone. It's almost like you need to have teamwork and, you know, just being in sync with what you need to do with the family or everybody that are living with you, especially mm-hmm. in our Indian culture. I think it's very difficult to put something through a long term kind of a management process, maybe something you can do for a short term. But I think long term is definitely a challenge. Um Today, kind of when you look back, you know, obviously through the process that you see, um, did you feel like, you know, now they also have learned and they've kind of come around to see the benefit and what is the kind of benefit that you and them were able to see through the journey and through the process that you all kind of adopted after the elimination?
1: Um, I I think they have. I'll tell you, um, so in all honesty, there is a lot of uh, quote-unquote resident ancient knowledge that that you know most uh, indian families have right for example uh you shouldn't really have buttermilk in the evening or you shouldn't really have certain fruits in the evening because you know you catch a cold or whatever right um, but there's no there's no scientific rationale to it in the sense that nobody's really able to articulate why you shouldn't be doing those things mm-hmm. right some of it is 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 correct some of it is not and through this journey right I have learned certain things myself and I have been able to explain it to my family better um, in a more, much more scientific way right and 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 that's sort of I think I think they now get it as well, mm-hmm. right um, so so um, so yeah I, I, I guess uh, it's been it's been it's been quite a journey for for everyone involved is is what I'd say and uh, yeah.
0: So, um, you know, coming back to, you know, some of um, the times that I remember while on the program, um, I think one thing we definitely, you know, do agree with that it was not a straight road ride. It was literally a roller coaster, even while you were on the process of healing. And there were good days, there were bad days. And, you know, we kind of needed to find ourselves to be able to keep our calm, believe, have faith, and do a lot more than just follow a plan at that time. And I'm sure it took a lot out of you to be able to be completely present in the process as well. So, you know, do you remember any of those flare ups that you had, which was one of like in the process that it made you feel like, oh, my God, like, what is this wrong with me while I'm trying to do everything right? Why is this going wrong?
1: So yeah, there's there's a couple of things that that happened um, throughout this whole whole process, right? One was my expectation out of it, right? Um, uh, in all in all fairness and honesty, it's not like somebody is going to wave a magic wand and and you're going to be okay uh, and back to your normal weight from you know tomorrow, right? Um, I think one of the learnings that that I I am I think I, I still have to get used to it, you know. Um, is that it's a process right you 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 won't go from zero to 100 in a few days right um it's a journey and there are going to be ups and there are going to be downs as well right um for me i think one of the hardest parts has been dealing with the downs mm-hmm. right um, i keep talking about bandwidth right i keep talking about i honestly feel like my anxiety is one of the reasons why i don't have the bandwidth to deal with anything and therefore my approach to everything in life is i want somebody to just come in and fix it for me Mm -hmm. right so which is where i think i had had started seeing you and i had sought help from you but um like i said uh you know we went through the elimination i lost a ton of weight and then i stopped Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and then a lot of the stuff was you know i just Like, you know, I started undoing everything that I had done in those few months that we worked together, right? Um, My weight started ballooning again. There were other health complications that cropped up as well. And I, it was extremely frustrating for me to accept that at this age, right, um, I have all these health issues. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really want to, you know, focus on doing the things that I needed to do, like like drinking, for example, right? Like, okay, people say that... uh, oh, but, like, I'm just going to drink from weekend to weekend, right? But, like, when you're drinking also, it's, you're going on a binge, Mm. right? Mm. And that's not really cool, right? So the stuff that I needed to focus on, the stuff that I needed to deal with, I wasn't really, you know, doing that, but I was actually, you know, holding on to the frustration of, you know, Are hai, mere ho gaya, mere wo gaya. I'm not really supposed to feel this or experience this right now at this age, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm holding on to that instead of focusing on, on the thing that I needed to do. E- extremely frustrating. Okay. And 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 I still remember when I came back to you again, right? I had come back to you with a, a bunch of other issues, Mm -hmm. which had nothing to do with acid reflux right and all of them were again a function of a lot of the stress worry anxiety that i was experiencing a lot of the bad habits that i had let go and i picked up again so instead of making those permanent lifestyle changes in my head i i thought that okay you know what we're gonna do this for three months i'm gonna get to my target weight and then that's it Mm -hmm. right and that's not how it works and that's been a learning for me Mm -hmm. right um so some of the issues that I came back to you with, right, like be it um, my blood pressure issue or be it my pins and needles issue or or, or be it my uh, cholesterol, right, all of this is a direct bloody function of my lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? So extremely frustrating. Um, and I'm, I'm, like I said, still to get used to the fact that it's a journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are certain things that I will have to, you know, uh, you know accept that are are going to be permanent for example my my addiction to energy drinks mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: right for example my addiction to coffee right everything done in moderation is fine but mm-hmm. in my case i wasn't really doing it in moderation right i'm starting my day on black coffee i'm having an energy drink i'm having black coffee throughout the day mm-hmm. I'm thankfully no longer taking the stuff that I used to take when I was working out, right? Mm-hmm. But like, imagine the kind of toll that is taking on my body. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this on an empty stomach. I'm doing this to, you know, stay awake, alert, all of that, right? And not really focusing on eating the right food. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, it got so bad that I started experiencing jitters, mm-hmm. right, like caffeine jitters. And, and and I, you know, my, my definition of, um, oh, I had a, I've, I've, you know I'm able to function is when I get jitters mm-hmm. so this is when I'm most alert right like in my head I'm thinking this is when I'm this is my optimum state of alertness mm-hmm. and this is where I should be operating at right mm-hmm. so all these issues so yeah it's been it's been quite frustrating Um, I think uh, slowly realizing and recognizing the fact that it's going to be a bit of a you know uh, on ongoing process uh, you know Uh, longer process it's not like uh, you know a three month four month thing magic wand magic pill you know fat burners all of that out of the window right the hard work the stuff that needs to be done Mm -hmm. right so so yeah
0: So we, you know, we spoke about this, uh, you know, frustration, your angst about this, uh, you know, through the process several times. And I think, you know, we also went through this conversation. I don't know if you remember this. um, We were talking about how maybe it was, you know, a moment of realization where you could actually, you know, think that celebrating every small step that you're able to feel better with or accounting every symptom that has improved be your acid reflux be it the chest tightness that you had be it just that feeling of you know feeling like there's something stuck in the throat be it you know lessen lessened anxiety be it just being able to be a little bit more calmer all these things and taking each moment as it comes and taking each day as it comes and saying that hey you know what i'm better than i was yesterday um how was it to you know through this entire journey as well of ups and downs how was it for you to probably even be able to look at it from a slightly different perspective and say although there is frustration there are also moments of joy
1: um it's been it's been very difficult honestly because uh by nature i'm an anxious person mm-hmm. so my default state of operation is anxiety right mm-hmm. um while i have come to accept that as a part of my personality right um it's not it's not it's not good to be perpetually anxious, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was obviously anxious and, and if I may say pessimistic about life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff that comes out of pe- pessimism as well, I feel. But again, it's mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with mm-hmm. this, right? Um, but yeah, so for me, it was very difficult to spot the incremental changes, mm-hmm. right? So even today when I met you and you told me that, you know, I look good, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not... I'm not able to see it, right? And I'm not able to accept it, right? So only when I make that, you know, that that uh, sort of transition from zero to 100 and I see myself at 100 is when I will sort of accept it in my head. I I think that part is also a bit of a journey for me um, there has been improvement like we were talking about it earlier that the pins and needle sensation is gone there's a lot of like some of my parameters from my blood work right my liver profile they've come down significantly mm-hmm. right so a lot of good stuff has happened um, but again I need to sort of derive that that strength from the good stuff that's happened mm-hmm. So it's a journey for me still I, 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 I still don't see it I still don't accept it um, and, and I guess I hope that it happens in time Um, so yeah, so that's, that's that.
0: So, you know, often a lot of people who come and meet me and they say, I will only count this as something that works for me when I have absolutely no symptom when I am a hundred on hundred. You know, I think the beautiful part about this is that, um, you know, who are we to decide whether we're a hundred on hundred? Our body is making decisions every moment for what actually is you know a good choice or a bad choice and I you know like always believe in the fact that you know we say that eat like it matters you know and you know it's also important that every choice that you're making to be anxious in this moment or not to be able to make the choice to know whether this food that I'm going to be eating is probably going to be the best option for me right now or not are moment to moment decisions that are completely in your power you know and that hundred on hundred is something that's so dynamic over a period of time so you know coming to that point where you think that okay this is that moment where I'm going to be there and I'm going to be really happy may even be for a fleeting moment so you know coming to that connection And realizing that this is going to be ever evolving and trying to just be a better version of yourself every single day and striving is really the key is something that, you know, we've also spoken about. And, you know, you want to continue to work to believe that every single day and remind yourself about that. And, you know, with that connection, also speaking about how, you know, you kind of realized uh, when we were discussing these things that, Maybe a lot of this was obviously stemming from the anxiety that we spoke about. And how actually that anxiety probably in certain instances you realized was related to your gut health, specifically when, you know, you would probably have certain trigger foods that would not go down well with you and then you'd probably see the next few hours were really tough. Do you remember any of your trigger foods that you think gave you some crazy episodes or, you know, where you felt like, okay, this food does not do well with my body and you remember going back to that particular memory
1: so for me i think what comes to mind is a couple of things one is um energy drinks Mm -hmm. one is energy drinks and uh the other is uh uh, buttermilk right so um stopping buttermilk in the evening Mm -hmm. that really had a, a very uh positive impact on my my reflux especially uh, the symptoms that i would experience before sleeping right so that was one uh, eating a little early also helped um, and eating in moderation also helped obviously um, but yeah just going back to your question i think it was energy drinks right so um, so what used to happen was uh, and, and this is you know i i was i'm still a little reluctant to admit the fact that i was addicted to energy drinks uh, but that's the reality of it, right? And let's call a spade a spade. So, so I was addicted to energy drinks, and I would have you know an energy drink on an empty stomach, right? And there were times when I had, I would have two or three in a day as well. Uh, by just by virtue of so what was happening was it was it became a cycle, right? So I'd have an energy drink, I'd experience a crash, and then to deal with that crash, I'd have more caffeine, right? So it it became a bit of a cycle, right? And the. <clears throat> So there was this uh, one uh, incident that I I clearly remember. I'd party too hard, right? And uh, I mean, the next day, along with obviously a a terrible, terrible hangover, I had a Mm flare-up, right? And the flare-up was so bad that it actually lasted for days. So imagine living with that uncomfortable feeling where something is stuck in your throat, where there's something coming up and, you know, it gets lodged in your, Mm -hmm. you know, throat, right? Uh, For days on end, right? So that was uh, quite a flare up. I think that was also uh, one of the one of the uh, pivotal moments in my journey where I had to seek uh, medical help and I had to talk to you as well around that time, right? So that was one, but I just wanna go back and touch upon something that you spoke about earlier, right, about decisions. Mm-hmm. I remember this um, one uh, conversation that we had and I told you that, you know, what's, what's happening is at the end of a long, hard day at work, right? Um, I'm in no headspace to to make you know good quote unquote good choices, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to uninstall Zomato and Swiggy from mm-hmm. my phone, right? I want to deal with it that way. And and you told me a, a fairly interesting thing. You you know spoke about everything that you, that you just mentioned, right? About choices, about how you know it's in that moment right that you just need to wait and ask yourself that is this something that i should be putting in my body mm-hmm. right and and that sort of it, it, i'm not saying that i have it figured out i'm not saying that uh, y- you know i'm doing a good job of it now but uh, it's just it's, it's it's something that that uh, uh in all honesty i'm still struggling with um, but I do try and now ask myself, right, whether this is something I should be putting in my body, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and more, I mean, more often than not, the answer is no, right? And, and the trick, and this is something that you've taught me, right, mm-hmm. is to wait it out, mm-hmm. right, is to wait it out, is to have some water, right, five minutes, ten minutes. And then that, that, that impulse, I, I find that that impulse goes away, mm-hmm. right? So uh, that conversation has stayed with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a lot, right? I I, I think I have a, a very good understanding of the way the world works and these things work, right? But unfortunately, I'm not able to apply a lot of what I read, uh, you know, you know, in practice. Um, but that one thing, right? That one thing has stayed with me, mm-hmm. right? And I still find myself looking at the label or or, or asking myself, mm-hmm. I'm not doing a good job. Definitely, there's there's like a lot of improvement that I can do. But I think that's one thing I've started doing now. So so I just wanted to touch upon that as well. Yeah,
0: that's nice. I think um, you know the question again being that there's so many moments where. Um, you know, you can actually, like I said, that you can decide whether you want to make a good choice or a bad choice and often I think, again, I think every moment can decide whether you're good or bad and not just saying that, you know, you're there yet or not. I think that's again a part of that process of, uh, you know, deciding whether you don't want to label yourself with one thing in mind but say that every moment also that can help me decide how often am I choosing to be good, how often am I choosing to be bad and, I think often when we don't listen to our bodies or we don't listen to whether our body is actually saying no and we go ahead, you know, so many times I hear, you know, everybody talk about how they really got tempted in the moment to make that bad choice. They just wanted to eat that particular thing, um, which is absolutely okay and it's normally a human, right? But um That often led to symptoms and, you know, uh, situations which kind of kept bringing back unpredictability into the entire process. How did you feel like you dealt with the unpredictability and when you actually could kind of, you know, count yourself going back to days when you were diligent about what you were doing? and when you actually saw that you were not getting symptoms when you were listening to your body and tuning in completely in alignment with your body did that help you to reduce the amount of unpredictability that you th- you know started thinking then could be in your control
1: so i think it's a it's a it's a process in all in all fairness right i'm still to sort of uh, you know come to terms with with all of this right um in fact just this week <laughs> there was an incident where i opened a bag of chips i'm trying really hard okay mm-hmm. trying really hard to not order to not um, you know have chips mm-hmm. or, or junk food or just snack right binge snack mm-hmm. um but I, I couldn't help it i was really hungry and i couldn't help it and i opened it and i gobbled up that bag of chips uh, very quickly And then in a span of like 10, 15 minutes, I started feeling um, a little nauseous, uh, you know, and I'm thinking Mm -hmm. in my head, I didn't really enjoy that bag of chips, you know, as much as I should have. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so I don't think it was worth it. If I had just waited a little bit longer, I think I would have been able to, you know, bypass that moment. I would have been able to avoid Mm -hmm. that bag of chips. But yeah, it's, it's still a process. The unpredictability of it is, is something that I, 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 struggle with, um, what has helped me is, you know, I love routines, right? So, for example, waking up and having a black coffee, right? That had become my routine for the longest time. I know for a fact that if there is something I start incorporating in my routine, um, it will become habit. Like, I'll do it by force of habit. I'll do it, you know, instinctively, ref- you know, by by reflex, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, sticking to a routine has helped, Um and, and the same goes for workouts as well, right? The way I feel it works with me is that if I start doing a couple of things right, okay. uh, if I incorporate these in my routine, right, I automatically start feeling good about myself and the other stuff will start falling in place as well, right? So, for example, if I wake up and I don't, you know, make that cup of black coffee immediately after waking up. But in fact just have some hot water, um, some Haldi and whatever else that we've you know, I'm supposed to have, right? Wait it out, right? Um, do my workout without caffeine, right? I'm. Um, I've I've done two things right. Mm. And then now I have the bandwidth. I have a little bit of, okay, I'm, you know, I don't want to ruin this. Okay, my next next thing that next bad thing that I do, I have the energy to not do that bad thing. So so what what works with me is 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 uh, routines and incorporating a few key things that you know you will enjoy in the routine, and then automatically the other stuff falling in place so so that's how i deal with that um but it's still like i said (laughs) work in progress um good days and bad days in fact bad days more than good days uh and then i have to deal with the guilt of you know having binged or having uh eaten that bag of chips or whatever but the key is to get past that right get past that and focus on the on the next uh thing that you aren't supposed to do right so yeah.
0: So, um, so, yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Um, and, you know, I think, uh, again, that it's, it's a constant process of reminding yourself to be on the right journey, to be in alignment with what your body wants, to be in alignment with what you may want to do, but your mind's fighting, uh, giving you different excuses to do different things and, you know, still trying to find that out and listen to what your body truly knows that it wants. Um, While, you know, we're saying that, you know, I think also often we feel that when we start following something and you start seeing results, which you also did, and you start feeling a lot better, you know, sometimes do you think that it was like you would want to make, you know, maybe eat something that you want or not really be a little maybe say lax with the plan because, It was a function of actually feeling a lot better with your symptoms that made you feel, okay, you know what, I'm better now. Let me just eat what I want to eat, you know. So often, did you see that a lot of times you felt like this is what you wanted to do without in that moment realizing that this has actually happened because of all the hard work that went in for the last few days, And that has brought you to a point here where you may be in a position to eat something and get away without two, three, four days of symptoms that we've dealt with earlier as well. And we've been, you know, and where it's been really hard for you on those days. So do you remember instances where you've done that?
1: Um, I think I think more than that, I, I remember instances where I've wanted to reward myself uh, with an energy drink or with alcohol for not having alcohol, for having followed the, the, the diet and the plan and everything. And then when I reward myself, you know, I find myself slipping back into the same pattern, right? So what happens is, uh, you know, let's say this weekend I'm going to party, right? Because I've been a good boy, I've followed everything that I had to follow. I'm going to go out and I'm going to drink. And that one, that one drink will turn into two, three, four, and I'm like, and there's no end to it, right? There's no end to binge drinking, right? And then all of a sudden, I have a hangover the next day, right? I'm taking a Crocin, right? I'm taking uh, medication, which is, again, which is, which painkillers are also known to trigger stuff, right? So, so, so... Again, like, it, it just... And, and then Mondays, I'm, you know, anxious because I've had alcohol on Saturday. Sunday, I had a hangover, right? I took a painkiller. And then Monday, anyway, I have the Monday anxiety, right? And I'm I'm in this, you know, very weird zone Uh, i'm not really happy about life i'm not really so then okay you know what let's have an energy drink because it's monday right and you're down and out and you've got these you know monday blues right your mood's not really right so you have an energy drink so all of a sudden all the hard work that you did the weeks before that one event right where you said you wanted to reward yourself that's gone that's completely gone right so the trick and the key for me i feel is to not do that at least for some time till I you know recover completely like even today my it's a Saturday right and I want to drink today Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to right I'm not going to because I know that if I do it today there's not going to be an end to it and then Monday I mean Sunday is gone Monday is gone right and that's not really how I want to start my week Mm -hmm. Right. So, so yeah, um, I I think I need to stay away from any rewards for now for some time. But um, I I do get the point of it in the sense that I want to get to a stage where I can enjoy certain things in moderation, of course, Mm -hmm. uh, without really, uh, you know, relapsing or setting settling back into the same patterns that that i i had before so it's a, it's like i said for me it's a work in progress i hope to get there i hope to enjoy certain foods that i'm not really supposed to have right now eventually in the future once i'm fine and that too in moderation you know so that's not really happened yet and i'm i'm hoping it does uh, very soon uh, but like i said that's my journey so oh. so yeah
0: what are the foods that you missed the most while you were on the elimination? Like a quick one on that.
1: Chas, definitely buttermilk is what I missed uh, the most, especially chilled buttermilk. Um, so, so that's what I missed the most. Uh, I think bread as well, because bread had become like my go-to thing. Um, but yeah, of course, now there are alternatives to bread that I'm, I'm using. So I'm okay with that, really. Um, but dosa as well. So, <laughs> that was the other thing that I had to get used to. Um, I don't really like soup, but I had to have, you know, I was having soup as well at that time. So, that was something I hated. Um, but, yeah, I think the top three things would be uh, basically buttermilk, uh, dosa, and, uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: okay, right. Yeah, everybody has this list is dynamic, Um I I think I've hardly ever found people ever talk about their three best foods almost being similar. I think the only common ones that I've always more, I think more than often, you know, heard of has been bread. But otherwise, everybody has such dynamic top three choices. It's always fun (laughs) to kind of hear everybody's story about it. Um, You mentioned, you know, while we've had so many conversations that, through the process that we went on, your stress and anxiety definitely got a lot better. Um, you know, and I'm glad that that, you know, the whole process of gut healing could actually in a way illustrate and, you know, improve and enhance that entire aspect. We see, okay, gut is just digestion, but I think obviously we was you know, working on the fundamental root cause of the problem actually made the change in different aspects of your life as well. Um... With that, you know, I'd like to ask that, how do you think in a way through this journey, and because this has been a concern for you, I understand it's a constant um, map or ra- rather ladder of improvement that you're on and we all are on, but um, what do you think has changed in you as a person for the positive through um, being on this process and you know, how has that positively impacted the way you deal with this stressing and anxiety
1: so um i'll be i'll be honest with you uh i i feel that a lot of my stress and anxiety comes from my work right but the reality of it is that it's not going to go away Mm -hmm. right that is one element that i can't really control right it's always been there no matter which company i've worked in which role i've worked in you know and and that's always going to be there what I need to focus on is my ability to deal with it right and there are two ways i can deal with it now i can go to a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist is going to give me medication mm-hmm. right i've taken medication and i know for a fact that medication has a lot of side effects and i've experienced those side effects as well mm-hmm. right and um you get better you need a higher dosage there are side effects it, it becomes like a like a cycle that you can't break out of right mm-hmm. um there's It led me to the realization that medication was not the answer, uh, not the only answer, right? It can work, but with other stuff as well. Mm -hmm. And that is where, uh, you know, you come in, right? That is where a lot of the stuff that we tried, right, um, helped me a lot. And it wasn't just about what not to have, what not to eat, what not to drink, right? But it was also about certain smaller aspects as well, like, for example, uh, supplementation, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, like for example taking ashwagandha or taking magnesium or, or for example you know b12 d3 whatever that was right so all the smaller stuff also helped and i feel that it's all these small efforts especially when it comes to dealing with mental health issues right anxiety stress all of that it's all these small efforts that will add up to a larger whole medication will help you but only to an extent right and once the side effects start coming in it's going to create even more more you know. Problems, right? So um, I think for me, what what helped was um, uh, the the supplementation, right? Um, all the all the stuff that could be possible triggers that you know you had cut out, right? And then in place of that, you recommended some other stuff as well. So. So I think all of that really helped me. I feel I feel like I've gotten a little better. And like I said, see, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? The minute one or two things start falling in mm-hmm. place, you have the bandwidth to start dealing with the other stuff. Like it's a it's a it's it's like a domino effect, right? Mm-hmm. You've knocked one thing out of you know that, and then it's just like all the dominoes are falling, right? So so yeah, I think it's helped me manage my my stress and anxiety a little better. Uh, I've had the bandwidth and the clarity to think. Uh, about about Monday mornings in a completely different different light, right? Like, I'm no longer thinking, Monday mm. you know, I'm thinking about it in a much more positive way now, right? And I have come to the, the realization that, see, that that stress is not going to go away, right? I have to get better at dealing with it, mm. right? So, it's on me, right? So, I'm not meditating. I don't like meditation. I'm, I'm I, It works for a lot of people. I've tried it, but I'm not really that person. But... You know, eating right, being clear-headed, right, Um, taking my supplements on time, right, finding the time to work out. I enjoy working out, right. So all of these things put together have helped me manage my stress and anxiety much better. And to be honest, um, I have grown in a role, right, where the stress and anxiety, sorry, the the stress has only gotten worse. And as a result, the anxiety related to it, right so i work in a in a role where i have to sort of um my sleeping schedule is fairly erratic right mm-hmm. so that also contributes a little now there's there's stuff that you've recommended to me that's helped me with that as well right um my feet used to ache uh, right despite working from home for the better part of two years and 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 working out for only like half an hour one hour a day right despite that my feet used to ache right you've told me stuff to do you've given me Uh, guidance on things that I've done which have helped me a lot right Mm -hmm. so all of these things put together today I'm in a position to talk about it openly honestly and be a little more excited about the Monday morning which is two days from Mm -hmm. now so so it's a testament to to the program um, the the certain choices that you've you know asked me to make you've helped me make Mm -hmm. so yeah
0: I'm glad that we could, um, you know, be a part of this journey with you and help you learn so much more about traveling inwards and actually listening to your body. And that's exactly what we've done. We've just facilitated the same process in a more structured manner. Um, So, you know, there were a few things, uh, you know, kind of to kind of come towards a summary of this. few things that you had, um, like the soft water, the haldi Pani. a lot of small, yeah. small home remedies yeah, yeah. that we've had. Uh, when you look back, they are very small, small efforts adding to the larger effort is- like you mentioned. Um, now when you see this, do you find that maybe maintenance or sustenance of this as a long-term you know, um, healing or a self-healing uh, process is as difficult? Or do you think if you just look at the small steps, it's not as hard to put it all together?
1: It's it's see, uh, like I said, see, a couple of things over here. One, it's a journey, right? Two, um, it's about building it into your routine. Once it's a part of your routine, you won't even notice it. So when I started drinking coffee, that was also new, right? But that became a habit. So why can't this become a habit? Mm-hmm. My, my mom had a very uh, interesting way of getting us to, you know, take certain things that we didn't really like, but which were healthy for us, right? She'd uh, she'd tell us that, uh, you know, when you started drinking alcohol, I'm sure you didn't like it, but you still took it, mm-hmm. right? And became a habit, right? So you please go ahead and do this thing that you're supposed to do, right? So it's, it's just about... I think consistency yeah. and then eventually after a while it becomes a habit right and once it becomes a habit once it's a part of your routine and you're doing it subconsciously today morning i didn't make that black cup of black coffee i had hot water mm-hmm. right so 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 once it's a part of my routine right i'm good yeah. i'm sorted then there is nothing it, it, it's second nature to me right i don't need to sort of put in the effort to do that thing so it's a question of sticking with it. It's a question of being persistent. It's a question of consistency. Doing it over a period of weeks and months maybe and then eventually it becomes second nature.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, right. And I think uh, that that's true. It's um, It's something that you keep reminding yourself to do every single day just like you remind yourself to do so many other things which are important and think like I said that when it becomes second nature it almost becomes something that you don't have to think about doing you just naturally find yourself gravitating towards that particular action and I think that is when you have started to even in moments of the day not the full day we all are often doing things which may not be completely in um, balance or homeostasis with what your body needs but there are if there are even moments and more moments like that where you are one or in sync with what you actually uh you know you know, you know what your body wants or what your body needs and in full you know um, alignment with that you're winning so much more in the day than not um And yeah, with that, just one last thing that, you know, uh, there are many people out there who've had GERD issues, gut issues, anxiety, stress-related issues, so many things, you know, because acidity or GERD is not just one thing. It can encompass so many other uh, fundamental root cause issues as well. Uh, What is that one last piece of maybe one line of advice that you would give or something that you've learned through the process that you'd like to tell everybody who's on this journey, just as you?
1: So it's, it's actually a couple of things. One is you don't have to live with it, right? Um, and and uh, the other is obviously the stuff that you need to do. It may seem daunting, right? But if you have the right kind of help, mm-hmm. right? If you have the right kind of person guiding you through it, and I'm not talking about Google or the internet, right? You, you need to have somebody who knows what they're doing, helping you navigate that entire journey, right? Um, it it really makes a difference it really makes a difference and and I, I firmly believe in this um, there's a lot of information out there right there is a lot of uh, grandmother wisdom out there as well, right mm-hmm. uh, but unless and until somebody you know helps you hand holds you mm-hmm. through that entire process right it won't work mm-hmm. right so so these are the few things that I have learned. Um, I think I think at the end of it, I just want to say that, it's not something that you have to live with, right? It's something that you can uh, choose to better, right? Um, and and it works, uh, provided you are willing to put in the hard work, effort, and energy necessary to make it work, right? It's a process. It's a journey. There's going to be highs. There's going to be lows. There's going to be a lot of frustration. There's going to be um, stuff that you will have to do that may not necessarily make sense to you like giving up chas so so yeah but 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 yeah I mean I get the science of it right I get the logic of it Um, and and jokes apart uh, uh, I think once once that becomes second nature I think things will automatically start falling in place and and it's like I said one or two things fall in place everything else falls in place it's just a question of you know getting into that habit getting into that routine inculcating that into your you know this is okay you know i need to do this a b c right and then it just becomes second nature right so so yeah so that's that
0: thank you thank you very much for uh, you know being so open being so real and uh, really truly being your authentic self while sharing this with us um and i'm sure that a lot of people who will hear this will also resonate with different different aspects of what you've shared and they they'll find themselves saying oh hey you know what i relate to this i think this has also happened to me or you know i've seen myself through this journey or i've seen myself through these uh, emotions as well so um I'm so glad that um, you know you could put yourself out there, and um, I'm sure it's gonna really touch a lot of lives who're gonna listen to this. So thank you so much for this.